Hey, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Steven is muted right now, but if you if you could hear him, he would be talking about what a diva he is, which notice how no one's disagreeing with him. So there you go. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> interesting. But hey, welcome. Welcome. We're playing uh we're playing some other shit tonight. We are continuing uh through our gradient descent crawl. Uh we ended on uh, uh, an interesting little encounter last time. We're missing a Derek. Uh, so Dr. Leo Minton will once again be chewing on a turkey leg and unable to really do anything. Uh, but everyone else is here, including Long, who is leaving for Japan in roughly eight hours, I believe, and somehow is uh, still in the stream. Uh, so I just want to say, if That's any of you ever commitment. give me an excuse for not wanting to be on here, it better be <laughs> pretretty damn good. Because uh, uh, that's some commitment there. Uh, Long, I'm going to give you a raise. Good job. <laughs> uh, raise time zero is still zero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, you know, listen, we're, we're this close. We're this close. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Uh, so why don't we do some uh, why don't we do some intros? Let's just do that. Because we do have two new characters. Uh, they were here last time, but we're still kind of getting used to them. So why don't we do some intros? Uh, Melissa, tell us about Liko. Eek, I always forget I'm up first and I'm always like saying hi to someone in chat and then it's me. Uh, I am Liko. Uh, she is a teamster. She uh, wields a vibachete and a spanner. Um, she was, I would say, slightly less than welcoming or slightly less than warm in her welcome to the two new... There uh, was no welcome, but (laughs) okay. (laughs) So yeah, there's two new members of the group and she's not yet sure what to make of them. And we're all making potentially important or insignificant decisions together with a lack of trust. So Mm -hmm. that's always a great uh, place to be. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got the other two killed, so... uh... I did no such thing. I I don't know. I vaguely recall it being your fault. So <laughs> it's be, a safe assumption. Yeah, probably. Uh, next up, uh, we've got our resident android. Uh, Long, tell us about your character. Yeah, I'm playing Helix, android. He's got asteroids like skin complexion, orange eyes. He's proficient in hacking, linguistics, computer math, weird android sciencey stuff. And everything else is pretty mediocre. My speed's even probably worse now. I just lost my foot climbing through a tunnel that was like filled with teeth. So that's gone. And now, yeah, stress through the roof. <laughs> it's just acceptance yes. there. <laughs> yeah. So I had a foot. The and that's gone. I like the response. Yeah. Well, you're I carrying it around now. with you. I mean, you have the foot, it's just not <laughs> attached. So if you all get a time, you know, to get some breather and, you know, someone could work on that for you. I'm sure you could reattach it. It's fine. Like, you'd be okay. So you're going to be hopping around. I just I just really hope, I just really hope you guys aren't going to have to run from anything because that might be difficult. I would, that would be, that would be a real shame if, if you all were chased by something right now. That would be real, real shame. My concern levels are like rising <laughs> actively. Real shame. Real shame. Uh, next up, uh, we've got our two new characters uh, who we met last uh, last time. So, uh, Stephen, tell us about Harrison. Uh, yes, my second character of five that I have prepared uh, is Harrison Lewis Richards. 
Uh, he is a serial killer in the making, a uh, Comtech troubleshooter. Uh, he's one of the mercs that goes around clearing out all the uh, ne'er-do-wells that hang out in the deep. But I've got a little bit of a tech side to me. I, I, I got the brains, is what I'm saying. Do you? Stat-wise, okay. not player-wise, just stat-wise. Sure, 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 yeah. And your character really does have that serial killer vibe. I just I just put up the, the character art that we messed around with with Artflow. And that is, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a that's definitely serial killer vibe. It's why I have the three names. And they're all last names, too. If I had more room, I would have put all your all your names up there, but unfortunately, I don't. Uh, so it's okay. It's canon. Harrison Lewis Richards. Everyone you, in the chat, just Lewis go ahead and remember Richards. that. Are you yeah. just collecting the last names of your victims? Is that what that is? Well, it is now. That's canon now. <laughs> okay, that's a brilliant idea. I accidentally covered up Stephen with Reed. Uh, remember, you guys remember Reed? Look at Reed. What? What an oh, idiot! Look at him. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm just hitting all the wrong buttons right now. All right, last we've got uh, we've got Ashley. Ashley, tell us about Twiggy. All right, so I'm playing Twiggy. Uh, my last name is also Richards, but I was born with it. That's not my voice that I had. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm so like, <laughs> who is that? I don't, I don't know that at all. I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she is a troubleshooter. Um, she is more of the bronze to the brain. She's the foil to Steven. Um, she definitely believes in the good of people. That's why she hangs out with this potential serial killer as like her BFF. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she really wants to get away from, um, here in Monarch and she wants to survive. Oh, that's, uh, that's definitely gonna, I mean, that, that's half yeah. the battle right there. Just wanting it, you know? You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other half is... Just keeping the hope is, yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. So uh, last time around, uh, we started off in a shanty town known as the gutter, where the crew of the Doppler effect, the remnants of it, Liko, Helix, and Dr. Menton, were given shelter by some of these fallen androids. We've been spending a lot of time on the second floor uh, called Eden in some cases, where there is this this whole social dynamic between the chosen androids of Monarch and the fallen androids of Monarch, and they are kind of at war with one another in some way. And you all uh, were given shelter by some of these fallen androids. Uh, but also within this shanty town, there were other human-ish divers and cast-offs and such, uh, two of which uh, were Twiggy and Harrison, uh, who are our former troubleshooter mercenaries uh, that uh, have been kind of working the blockade and all that kind of stuff. Uh, eventually you all got to talking, you worked out some sort of alliance, the, the, the Doppler effect crew has a ship, can get out, Harrison and Twiggy have some knowledge about how the troubleshooter stuff worked, it was a match made in heaven. Uh, now, in addition to that, also in the gutter, there are, there are other folks there that we kind of talked to, Du Chun Chun, who's a woman, this green-eyed, uh, middle, like, elderly woman that, um, that you were warned about from Yurabi Tursky, who you had freed from a locker somewhere on the first floor and then promptly disappeared. Uh, you also met a couple androids, some, some strange ones, one of whom was wearing a vac suit because they felt that they had some kind of disease, like a flesh-eating virus thing going on and didn't want it to spread to anyone. Another had these what basically were like blades for, for arms and legs and such, and like they looked like they had claws in some way. Uh, you all decided you were going to go into the labyrinth uh, and you were going to try to look for the Minotaur. Now, recall the Doppler effect crew, you had 
you you contact you were contacted by Monarch, this AI that's controlling the entirety of the station, and you made a deal with Monarch to take out two targets, two assassination targets that Monarch wanted you to get rid of, one of whom was the Minotaur. And you also learned that the Minotaur was a creature that the fallen androids were extraordinarily scared of. Uh, and so you all got led to this entry into the labyrinth. And no sooner had you walked 10, 15 feet than your way out just sort of disappeared as the labyrinth is made of this ever-changing pseudo-flesh, uh, the same types of pseudo-flesh that you'll see at work with synths, with actual synthetics. And not only was the pseudo-flesh changing, but new tunnels and paths were opening and closing. Some, as Helix had already mentioned, were lined with android teeth, others with tongues that were kind of sticking and licking you, and others with giant eyes and such. Uh, before long, you, you encountered some some stuff along the way. Uh, Harrison, Twiggy, you saw some bodies that started emerging up from beneath the pseudo flesh like some kind of ruptured tumor. And you found what looked like members of your, your former mercenary squad, uh, and uh, along with some of their equipment, uh, including a gun that had Harrison's name on it that I'm pretty sure Liko destroyed, despite... Immediately. It probably <laughs> been really, really helpful for you all. Yeah, so, so you can't give us a, nice things. That was a poor yeah. plan, my part. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Like if you would have taken it, I would have, I would have made it hurt you somehow. I don't know. It would have blown up or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and you would have heard like Stevens' <laughs> laughter going on. Uh, so before long, you all came across this really, really dark uh, giant room, and and within it, there was this like slumbering creature that woke up and. All these eyes were kind of looking at you and you realized it couldn't talk to you. And then it communicated with Helix somehow. It like tried to attach itself to Helix, which Helix allowed. And it was then speaking through Helix to real. And it turned out this was the Minotaur. And it was very peaceful, didn't want to harm you. Uh, and really was just asking for your help, just escaping this place. They they explained how they were created by Monarch, but Monarch turned on them when Minot the Minotaur discovered that like humans were good and it wanted to help humans, whereas Monarch just wants to do awful things to humans. And you all worked out a deal that you would you said you would help Minotaur get off the deep, the station, and in return, the you know Minotaur is going to help humanity kind of become. A better version of itself, basically. Uh, the other option was to try to find a way to kind of shut down or reboot uh, the systems of Monarch, which is far more difficult, but nonetheless, something else you could potentially do. So we're going to end. We're going to start up. We're going to end. That's it for the night. Long. Have a good flight. Uh, we're going to pick up, uh, first of all, with the sound of our familiar corporate music sound going off. And I'm going to need all of you to do that blind roll for me. As you just had this long discussion with this this creature in front of you, and it's a bit unnerving. Some of you are starting to feel this weird sense of vertigo overtake you. As when you when you look around, it's difficult to tell which way is up or down. And you have this creature that has now detached itself from Helix. Helix, you're able to talk. It's still there. Um, what are you all talking about? The Minotaur is there in front of you. Where are we going from here? Yeah, I believe we're trying to find a way out. And a way to bring the Minotaur out. So are you going off and scouting on your own? Are you trying to have the Minotaur follow you? How do you want how do you want to handle this? Twiggy grabs some eyes to like basically have Bluetooth contact with the Minotaur, right? 
Yeah, so I like, did grab one. So can we can go off see. without the Minotaur. I think that's what Richards would want. Harrison. And Twiggy. Okay, so you're saying when we find a way, it can follow our path instead of us coming back to it? So the eyes, remember, it can see through eyes within a certain radius, within a certain mm-hmm. range. And so if you're follow, if the eye is coming along with you, they could potentially find a way to, but you do know that the labyrinth does shift a lot and it is a labyrinth. So how easy it'll be to actually find you is a different question. Yeah, um, my my concern with leaving leaving the Minotaur here is that, you know, if we go out and it's a, you know, left, left, right, left kind of a situation, by the time the Minotaur tries to follow, it may not be a left, left, right, left anymore. So if we are trying to get this creature out, it might need to be with us. I see that more as the Minotaur's problem. We'll find a way out, and if it can follow us, it can follow us and come with. Okay. So I mean, nobody's going anywhere unless we even find a way out. So I think first step is we should just be finding an exit from this area that we're in. Okay. So you're you're just gonna leave the minotaur's gonna stay behind and don't and the minotaur can hear everything you're saying. So it's not like you have so it sees you. You see that it its eyes kind of blink that sort of weird shifting kind of bluish skin with all sorts of mouths and stitches uh, put it back up on the screen so you can see what they're looking at this horrific looking creature you get an eye, you get one of the eyes and you kind of look around and you you do in fact find that a a tunnel has opened up uh, within this uh, within this chamber that leads out of here do you do anything else before you leave, or do you just push through? No, I don't think anything else is in this room. Yeah, so I think we'll just go. Because before, all we had was that tiny tooth tunnel. Okay. So you plunge into the darkness of this this pseudo flesh tunnel that has emerged on one side uh, of the uh, of the walls uh, you you have to crawl again and so you're feeling that sort of almost kind of the moisture sort of drip down you're seeing the peristalsis the walls kind of trigger a bit here and there rub against you as you as you get a little too close and then sometimes it opens up but you weave through and you're crawling for probably a good ten minutes uh, as you're as you're forced to kind of go through this undulation. Like you crawl downwards and you start trying to climb up and you slide back down and climb and slide and climb and slide over and over again until finally you emerge into a room that once more again it's dark. Uh, there's no lights that are uh, that are showing in any in any specific direction. Who would we say would be would have been leading? Who would be the first person to pop out into this room? Nico is coming in the back. Twiggy. I'd be at right behind Twiggy's shoulder. Okay, so Liko's in the back, Twiggy's up front, and then Harrison uh is is right behind Twiggy. Uh 
Twiggy, you come out and you've got a light flashing around. I'm assuming someone does. And you can see that lying in the middle of this chamber that has what looks like seven separate tunnels shifting out in different directions, you can see that there's a body on the ground. And it's not covered in anything. It's not It's not like one of those sort of tumorous growths, but it's just looks like one of yours. Same sort of dark armor. You can tell that it's it, the armor that you're wearing, that troubleshoot armor, it looks worn. It looks sort of not ripped to shreds, but more like it's just it hasn't been upkept for a while. Like no one's really made sure that, it, you know, it's kind of kept its polish or has hammered out the, the dents or the scratches. But you can see they're just laying there in the ground on the ground. Um, you notice that there is a couple of things scattered around them. Uh, one of it seems to be this weird kind of archaic device uh, that as you look a little bit closer, you realize it's some kind of film reel, like for playing movies, but not uh, not like CDs or you know not like not like video you know VHS, but an actual kind of film reel. You notice that there is. Uh, there is this unspooled like ribbon of uh, of film that seems to be, have been kind of cast around all over. Uh, and you also notice that there looks to be like like whoever this was has like their hand was like broken in some way. You can see it's kind of the, the, the fingers are kind of bent all in sorts of these different ways. What would you like to do? Uh, she's going to approach and inspect the body, see if they're breathing. Okay. You, you, you approach the body, you see they're not breathing, you wait, you pause, gun up, looking down. Mm-hmm. No breath comes through. And you, sorry, just checking, message from Steven. Uh, you can see that they're, they're, they're not breathing, they're not moving. After a couple beats, you're, you're pretty confident that they're dead. Uh, they they do have that same kind of that like kind of tinted reddish visor, the helmet mm-hmm. kind of covering the usual stuff. It, you can see the bottom part of their face is is visible, uh, like some of these are. Uh, you can tell they're more like they're most likely some kind of um, you know they're probably some kind of scout. Like they kind of to move quickly. You can tell their their armor doesn't look particularly bulky. But mm-hmm. when you're looking, you can see that like they have some kind of looks like beard that's starting to like this scraggly white and gray beard wrinkles kind of on the cheek it's definitely someone who's a, who's a bit older uh a significant like 60s 70s 80s like that kind of age not just like you know 40s or something do troubleshooters have like uh identification on them yeah, so you all wouldn't be bringing any specific identification on you, like like in terms of you know mm-hmm. who you are. It's more of a you would have okay. like op like like sort of an optical scan when you hop on when you hop back onto your your shuttles. Like they would just do a quick scan, or when you're kind of going that that kind of thing. It wouldn't be anything. Got it. You wouldn't be like carrying wallets or IDs or anything on you. You do okay. things pretty quickly in case someone gets left behind. They, yeah. they don't want evidence of who you might have been. Harrison doesn't trust anything that happens in the deep. Mm-hmm. Would this look like one of our squad mates that was somehow aged? It's funny that you mentioned that. 
as we'll say one of you kind of pulls the helmet back a little bit, the visor. And Harrison, you, now that you're thinking that, and you're looking down and you're looking for the signs, it looks like one, it does actually look like one of the people that were on your squad, a scout by the name of Cole Ryder. But he was a young kid. He was like 23, 24. He was, he was just fresh out of the military, like looking for private merc, you know, private merc jobs. When you met him, this was like his first gig when he got on the same the same ship as you all. But you look at him now, and same bone structure, same eye color. You know, everything looks the same. It's just his skin is horrifically wrinkled. You see pock marks, liver spots, signs of age, not of decay, just age. And you can tell that there's no like scarring that looks new, but you do see that, you know, he had like a small tattoo kind of just on the underside underneath one of his ears. And there it is at this little CR for him. God damn it. Twiggy still got her shotgun out and she's just kind of prepared for danger, but she like nods at the film reel and she points it out to Harrison. Both of you, by the way, make, make that secret Ben's test, please. As you see this. That's just the blind roll, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting number. Okay. All right. So, uh, what uh, what are y'all doing? Twiggy, this is. Mm. I knew nothing good was going to happen to him, but this is pretty fucked up. Yeah, that poor kid. What do you mean, kid? Who was this old guy to you? Well, I mean, when he got on the ship with us, he was twenty-one. How long ago was that? Not that long. Yeah. Well, Do we look ancient? What, 60 years no. ago? What's that, uh, what's that film there? And so we go kind of reach over and grab at the film canister. I'd like so, to try and grab it before she does, if, if Twiggy already pointed it out. Speed tests and whoever gets higher, whoever gets higher and succeeds. Uh, <laughs> that's a fail. I got a 95 over a 39. Okay, we'll see what Harrison gets. He's military training. Yes. All right, then I succeed. Okay. Uh, 42 needed a 47. Harrison, you're, you were right behind Twiggy, so he just kind of gets there a little faster, and you reach down, and there is like an empty, like the, the, the metal canister, the, the, the wheel, is still intact. You can see there's still like maybe two or three rounds of the uh, of the film on it, but otherwise the film itself has been kind of unspooled and just like a like this snake or hose is just sort of moving around, like in the area around the body. I'll start reeling it up, and uh. There's also an actual projector here, too, on its side. Twiggy, you want to lift that up for me? I guess we should find out, shouldn't we? What's the deep trying to tell us? 
All right. Uh, so, Twiggy, when you write the projector, you notice there is an actual electrical cord that is extending out from the back of it, and it is descending into the flesh of the ground. Now, the flesh is tightly compacted around it, and when you try uh-huh. to like pull on the plug, it just does not come free. It's like you're having a tug-of-war that you're never going to win, but it does seem like the plug goes down into the ground buried beneath the flesh. Uh, if I turn it on, does it get power or no? When you turn it on, you do in fact see the bulb light up and you can see on one side of the wall, it's a very dark room other than your flashlight, you see this blank white screen is up on one side of the wall. The sort of undulating pseudo flesh is still up there. Uh, all right. I guess hurry up and put this in here before we run out of power or whatever. As I start uh, setting up the reel, I just mutter to myself, I think I've seen like 18 horror films telling me not to do this. Okay, so you play it and you see it just and you see what looks like a bunch of like, you know, like sort of pre like the pre uh, image slides that kind of pop up here and there like random serial numbers and things like that you see what looks like uh, a logo and uh and like a like the words of what you think is some kind of company it's like it says wide and lane and then it's like it's a big w and an l and then it's like wide and lane underneath and then as it begins to unspool, I mean, as it begins to continue to roll, you realize that it seems to be some kind of travel agency testimonial. You see that there is some kind of young woman who is walking across like all like, you know, shittery and in like kind of a, a zoetrope fashion as the, the film is, is a little, little clunky here and there. And, like they're doing like this office talk as they're explaining to folk it cuts and now she's off in what looks like some kind of wilderness area you see hiking paths and trees uh, you see what looks like these these distant hills and mountains you see other people who move past her and they share this very uh, what looks like overly rehearsed like greeting and then as it continues to go, you realize like you, you start, maybe you even start to speed it up just to kind of get to it. It's a good, it's about a 10 minute testimonial, almost like an infomercial. And you realize by the end of it that it seems to be some kind of travel agency testimonial for a reserve, like some sort of resort on Mount Suko. Liko, go Maybe ahead and mountain. go ahead and roll that that's that little button there. Oh goodness! Oh my God, that's a Chuck. There's a Chuck in the channel. I Chuck, you know what it. to do. You know what to do. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Actually, you're okay. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Let's look at the number. Okay. So uh, that's what you see. And and that was the mountain that was on the postcard that I saw earlier. Mm-hmm. It's also where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. <sighs> there's my. There's the emotes. There's Chuck's feet in my face. <laughs> Are 
You know, I start realizing something about that. Those emotes, Chuck, is I realize it means you have four feet. (laughs) 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 Okay. Uh, What do y'all want to do? Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Liko wanted to see if, and maybe kind of what just happened may have distracted me, but what Liko wanted to try to hang behind And she wants so is 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 the way back still open? Or did yeah, it like close behind there's us? There's seven different tunnels, including one going back. It's a you had to crawl out the bottom, but yeah, you, you they're all open. Yeah. Okay. Cause what she wants to see if she can um stealthily do is see if she can actually um be kind of bringing the Minotaur along behind us. Okay. Like, you want to do try this to stealthily. Like, yeah. Like, okay. Because, like, we're in this room. Uh, Harrison and Twiggy are kind of paying attention to something. So, I want to see if I can, like, move the Minotaur into the room, like, kind of right behind so you, us. So, you guys just traveled through that undulating roller coaster of a tunnel for about 10 minutes or so. So, this is something that you would have had to been doing ongoing wise. So, is that something that Liko would have been doing ongoing? Yes. Trying okay. it anyway. Uh, why don't you go ahead and then we'll say roll. Um, I'll say roll like a like a speed test maybe to try to do this, like trying to kind of climb back a little bit quickly, motion the Minotaur for, and then climb back up before anyone notices. I think Helix was in front of you, then then Harrison, then Twiggy. Yeah. You do notice that when the Minotaur does try to move into the tunnel, their body just seems to just squish like it's malleable. Like it's just this big old stress ball. And it just... And it just pushes itself right into the tunnel without any effort whatsoever. Does it get smaller? Like, can I put it... No, the mass seems the same. What I'm saying okay. is it just, it just it contorts okay. itself in a way. It's just like stretching out like Play-Doh. All right. I rolled an 11 under 39. All right. That, uh, is that it goes... 11 not a, like a wacky number or anything, right? No, that's Haunted West. Haunted West is 11 <laughs> is bad. No, it's fine here. Like, I feel like that number is in my brain for some reason. It is. It's, it's forever cursed. It's a bad number in Haunted West, yeah. Uh, you are able to periodically shift back, especially with Helix giving some kind of uh, cover from the, the folks in front, and you, you hang back, wave up, move forward, hang back, wave up, move forward. Mm-hmm. No one's really the wiser. Now, are you trying to get them into the cavern in this big old multi-tunneled room? That's that's going to be a big, a much bigger deal. Or do you want them to just hide out in the tunnel? Uh, for now, I'll kind of keep them a step behind us. Okay, so they stay in the tunnel. All right, yeah. so then we're we're back to now. Uh, we've got this flickering travel testimonial from some kind of advertisement agency called Wide and Lane. We've got a body on the ground of Harrison and Twiggy's old Merc, uh, Merc Scout who's been aged like 60 years. What do y'all want to do? Yeah, well, they're watching the film. I'll take a look at the seven tunnels here, see if they're like distinguishable at all. They're all the same. Sure. Uh, 
you notice uh, down one of them, you can see as you hop over on your one foot, uh, you you can almost sense the teeth as you're looking down with your android eyes. You probably have slightly better vision in the dark than, than everyone else, but still it's not perfect. But as the light of the of uh, the projector is going off, you can see it reflecting off of teeth down one of these tunnels. You see down another, there looks to be some kind of one of those dark, uh, like kind of tumorous growths on the inside. Uh, and then the rest of them just look like normal pseudo flesh. Doesn't look like there's anything particularly terrible about them. Sounds like just a normal tunnel would be best. The third one from the left. Sorry, Twiggy and Harrison, what are you doing by the bodies in the film? My bad. Twiggy would probably be checking on the body to see if he had any useful on him. Okay, Uh, on the body... Uh, if you start kind of sifting through, uh, you do do notice that there is uh, a bottle of half-drunken booze. Uh, it seems to be clear liquor. Uh, you take a whiff of it. You can't quite determine exactly what it is. It might even be just some sort of homebrew, like, engine moonshine. Uh, and you also... Whoops, that's the wrong button. Oh, no, that was the right button. Uh, you also notice that there is a uh, an egg... It seems to be in this small little utility pocket, like an actual small chicken egg with a slight crack in it. Uh, and you also notice that there is a whole mess load of, of ammo, like like revolver ammo. Um, Twiggy will grab the revolver ammo for herself, and she's going to toss the egg at Harrison. 17 rounds. 17. You toss the egg... Okay, uh, high or low, Steven? Uh, go low. Okay. Uh, seven. Uh, she tosses it, you go to catch it, and it cracks in your hand. And when you look down at your hands, you see the shell has fractured. This strange, like, kind of blue, bluish ooze comes out, and you realize that inside of it, there's a nose. Oh, shit. Just drop it and wipe off my hand immediately okay what the fuck twiggy i i thought you might be hungry i thought it was like a cooked egg why would i want a cooked egg that's in a dead man's pocket you know he always carried an egg with him like why waste it that's the only food that we've come across that we didn't bring that wasn't made help yourself twiggy help yourself and I gesture to the nose on the ground okay maybe this was something that was made I'm not eating that and she stands up and just starts heading over towards Helix okay wait was Uh, he missing a nose no he was not Uh, Lika wants to pick up the nose is it okay. like a person nose? An animal nose? Like what kind of a nose is it? Uh, do you have any, what kind of skills do you have? Nothing. <laughs> you have nothing? You have no skill in anything? I, uh, I have piloting, industrial equipment, zero G, and jury rigging. Okay. You, 
Uh, you're friends with Helix? It looks like a synthetic nose. Hey, uh, Helix, you uh, keep spare parts on you in case you need them? No, I don't carry spare parts, and my nose is fine. That uh, would help you if you had a spare foot, because you, you lost your foot. Never going to help. But here's a nose in case you need one. I can't go around carrying every piece I f- we find. And my foot is here. It's just detached. Wow. That's true. I mean, those people back might want it at the gutter. They were collecting some... Uh, they were collecting some parts. So, okay. third from the left, Helix, you said? It is a stable number. Okay. So you take the third from the left... And you kind of push down the hallway. And again, you're traveling for a little while. And and again, there's no teeth. There's no tongues. There's no ears. Nothing like that. It's just this kind of undulating, undulating tunnel until you start to hear some sounds in the distance. And you realize that up ahead, you see for the first time a wall that doesn't actually look like pseudo flesh. And instead, it looks like some kind of covering for a vent, like a block. Like like a like this should be a vent uh exit. However, someone has like put a cap over top of it. Now you hear what sounds like voices, you think, and then Every now and then you hear then a couple shots go off here and there. Do you you hear something vague on the other side? I'm presuming Twiggy's first in the tunnel. She's not going to drop out immediately. She's going to see if she can see what's out there. Uh, You can't. There's a cap to it. So you would have to kind of knock the cap out. Now you could very easily without even a roll, just probably take your weapon or even just your fist and just punch it out, but it would cause the cap to fly into the room. Uh, however, if you wanted to try to be more careful about it, you can, you can potentially roll a check for that. But you can definitely hear the sounds of what you think might be gunfire or at least, m- at least movement and voices. Indistinguishable, though. Um, she's going to turn back to the group and be like and and mention uh, gunfire possibly should we choose an alternate route absolutely we've got seven options the one with gunfire is probably not the best one okay again I'm just fast forwarding through ten minutes of travel that's ten minutes backwards and with how shifting the tunnels were there's no guarantee that there's going to be that there okay uh, then Twiggy's gonna try and quietly pop this thing open. Okay. Do you have any uh, tools or anything on you that might help with this? Um. No. Liko okay. has a spanner, um, that you could use if you'd like. Okay. If you pass, I that mean, up. I think I can spare ten minutes. I think we should go back. I mean, we could at least see, and then if we need to run out the other way, we run. 
All right, Twiggy. Okay, uh, go ahead, and I'll say if you're the you you push the spanner up, and that you're able to kind of use that to kind of unhinge some of the uh, some of like the the nuts behind the uh, behind like on the inside because you're kind of on the inside of the the vent, and that allows you to carefully push it out but grab it before it falls. Kind of turn, you pull it back in, and you realize that you're where you're at is probably about twenty to thirty feet above the ground. And when you look down, you see an auditorium. It just looks like rows and rows of theater seating. You see what looks back like body parts everywhere. You see all of these androids that are crawling around and half of them are missing legs or arms they've have ruptured parts on their face where there's different fluids coming out you see this defense turret just cut through one of them as it flops down to the ground and then you see a handful of these others they're just moving through the room that are having no issues whatsoever they're glistening and perfect shiny and they're just picking up random parts and chunks uh, of the androids that are in this room and they're moving about you see off to the right a ways the uh, auditorium slopes downwards towards the stage and you can see up towards the left it slopes upwards towards some exits where there appear to be defense turrets this is the room before the king's throne probably probably not best we enter lost a couple of hours last time we were here yeah I don't I don't have any bombs or anything grenades for those turrets so back it up folks back it up 10 minutes back we go okay you start backtracking and you move about five you're you're five minutes back before you realize the tunnel has shifted and now you're going literally in a vertical drop and so you're having to now kind of spider-man slide down a tunnel that is not the most easiest thing to slide down first person is twiggy you're moving down moving down and then eventually you flop down to the ground of another one of these dark tunnels next is harrison helix you're struggling a little bit more without the foot Liko, you come afterwards Liko, are you still bringing the minotaur back because that would have been a very tricky thing to do as you started to backtrack now in fact so tricky that we're gonna say <laughs> sure by the time all of you can turn around and start moving back the rest of you can see another shape is in this tunnel near that vertical drop and you realize it is that same kind of hideous looking muta- mutated monstrous creature with all sorts of eyes and mouths and it's in a slightly different shape but the skin texture and color is you would recognize that anywhere Is that the Minotaur? Uh-huh. Sure is. Uh, why? I mean, do you see exactly here what just happened? This whole nonsense of, oh, we're going to find the way out and then tell the Minotaur how to go. That's not, it's not how this works. We knew this going in. It's not how this works. It changes every time we move. If we said we we're getting You got out, a problem, Lito? There, there's no way we were getting them out. Hmm? You got a problem? 
I don't know. Sounds from your tone of voice that I might. I don't. Helix, you talk to this thing. Can you get it to back the fuck up? I don't know. Oh, we all spoke to it. It's actually quite moldable and is making the uh, progress relatively easily. Doesn't appear to be slowing us down at all. I just felt a little disingenuous to say that we were going to bring it out and then find our own way out and leave it back where it was because that really wasn't going to work. We can stand around and argue about it or we can uh, try to go down this uh, shoot thing here. If we can keep up, I have no problems. When we get out of here, I want to test it again. Yeah. Yeah. You and your tests. I don't understand, but fine. Whatever. So you start to do the Spider-Man climb down this vertical tunnel. We do. Eventually find yourselves into yet another chamber. The only difference with this one that you see at first is that there's some kind of sludge on the ground. And it seems to be something's been recently dragged across the chamber floor. When you get to the kind of the far side of this chamber, you see that there is an android here that is missing from the waist down. They don't have anything. And there's just this huge kind of sludge that's kind of dripping and following behind them. And you can see that they're also dragging what looks to be another android, except this one you can tell has been almost split kind of right down the middle uh, vertically. And they're inside what looks like the brain, and they're stitching and kind of pulling off parts of their own body. You can see that they're reaching inside of their own heads, like kind of wheezing their their like their finger into their ear and plucking out some kind of bit of circuitry and then very carefully placing it inside the split open head of this android this other android when it sees you all it kind of looks up it's, its ear kind of ripped off and strange you can see bits of uh, that kind of pseudo flesh circuitry kind of the, the pseudo flesh peeling back revealing this this sort of advanced circuitry and they look up at you their eye is kind of just covered in blue, kind of dripping in a strange tear. Hello. Hello. Can you uh, still hear us? I can hear you. What, what, what I happened? am struggling to see. We were attacked. We were attacked by cruel, brutal androids. We were here, 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 here. Looking for artifacts, money, credits, capitalism. Here, here, here. Can you help us? My brother is bleeding. I have tried to help him, but I am struggling, ling, ling. Please, please. They never once, like, look you in the eyes. Their head's just shifting around. All right, I'll take a look at it. It is not, not, uh, huh? and it, it, 
This is my, my brother. This is... Richard. Richard's is a good name. My mother yeah. gave it to him Your when mother. we were born. I thought uh, androids didn't have mothers, and I kind of look at Helix. We are not androids. We are human. Human. Oh. Well, if that's the case, then uh, I'm afraid there's nothing that can be done. You see, an android can be repaired. A, a human, you know, that's just... They're done. Are any of you a doctor? Please. We, we usually have a doctor, but he's not right with us at the moment. Are we retconning that you left him in the shanty town because I think he actually has been following you guys. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes, we have a doctor with us. Okay. He's just not mentally with us. <laughs> he's still shooting like... in a corner somewhere. <laughs> he turned around. He's just taking a squat. <laughs> okay. Please. Something has penetrated his skull, but I still have a heartbeat. I can hear his pulse, pulse, pulse. Please, if you need blood to donate, I will give it. Please. Helix, can Helix, you help you the doctor? Help me with this? I recall this isn't the first android that was like half dying that thought was human, right? Wasn't there one in the cafeteria we met earlier? That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. You left them to be slaughtered by troubleshooters. You did. Perhaps the very troubleshooters that you're with right now. Don't mess with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this time we'll see if we're going to help him out at all. Because we intended to bring the first guy up. See if we can get these guys up. Okay. Yeah, uh, Harrison will be helping too. All right. So what kind of skills do y'all have? Um, master artificial intelligence. That'll Hacking help that. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Helix, what do you got? I got hacking math computers. Okay. Uh, the two of you get to work. Again, one of the bodies has been vertically split, and like the split ends right around the belly button, and you can see that their innards have been kind of pulled out, and like the like the the various like synth organs and the different parts of the body that are clearly both of you can recognize as these are not human organs these are this is all synthetic and they're like fuel pumps coolant pumps that kind of stuff and the head is is split in two and you can see that there's been like whatever did this this split it's just a perfect cut like it's just wonderful like it, like there's no there's no jagged nature to it it's a perfect split and inside the, the brain itself, uh, where it's been like exactly symmetrically cut, the you can tell that the, the logic core has been severely damaged uh, to the point where you're not sure if it's repairable. The input output, like the personality IO stuff, that might be salvageable, but the logic core is, is basically shot. 
like you can still salvage it and perhaps refurbish it but any any sort of anything that would be on it that would make it work in in the way this this android function is is not going to be possible the, the personality imports input output you might be able to do something with that but you're not sure the framework of this this like the the split is so perfect that you could probably reuse the physical body and stitch it up but there was so much internal damage that there's no way that this specific this specific synthetic is going to ever be again they would need to have everything replaced while helix and i are doing our diagnostics i'd like to just like shuffle up next to him and talk quietly to him helix have you uh have you been with Liko this whole time? Since we arrived at the planet. Yeah. Talk, we'll talk quietly here. Uh, has uh, she ever been in a different room than you? Different room? I mean, yeah, we split up a couple times. Interesting. Does she seem to be acting a little different than before you split up with her? Different? Her emotional state might be unstable. We've just lost two of our crew. Why is she so uh, interested in saving this Minotaur? Uh, Aren't we all a little interested? I mean, the motives of the Minotaur sort of line up with my thoughts on the world, improving humanity. As soon as he says that, I'll, I'll just clam up. Interesting. Okay. I'll look so, back at uh, the android that's still got the neck twitch going on. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I think he's beyond our ability to repair. No. No, please, no. What will I tell tell our mother? She will be heartbroken. No. Not like this. Not like this. Huh. And then they start to cry. But it's like this It's 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 it it doesn't come out quite right, but you can see that weird blue fluid is coming out of their eye. <laughs> no Richard. Oh, hand reaches up grabs one of the two of you let's see who it grabs i will do my best to avoid that it'll grab helix uh that's what i rolled anyway uh and grabs you kind of pulls you closer eyes are just completely filled with that kind of bluish fluid kill me i cannot go on without him i cannot face face my mother no no. Please. That's what you wish. Please. I'll take him out. And for a favor. Liko, wait. For a favor. <laughs> for a favor? Like, I'll take you out, but you gotta give me something first, buddy. Wait, Liko, you're you're only You're Liko. only Richard. Helix, not. I'm sorry. What was what was your name? I am not Richard. What is your I name? Am Jonathan. 
Well, you you are still functional, Jonathan. Not in my heart. It is breaking. I, I under, I recently lost some companions myself, and you um, know, you know the pain. I, but I do. this was my brother. That, that is different. It is different. He used to push me on swings. Eh? We used to climb the mountains in our home together. I, uh, I also used to climb the mountains where I came from. <gasps> you know. I do. What mountains did you climb? And I am blanking on the name. Uh, we are from Mount Suko. That is where I climbed as well. Wonderful home. I miss it. Our so. parents did such good work for us. When, how long ago did you all come here? Ten years. Ten years. You came After here to we finished college together. We bought a ship with our savings and we wanted to explore the systems. I see. And then you found yourself here? Yes. Looking for artifacts like us. We were looking for artifacts. And who, who did this to Richard? The butcher. I think we took him out? Oh, I don't remember. We is a little bit, uh... <laughs> I took him out. You, you will be happy to know that we have actually avenged him unknowingly. We... You killed the butcher. It was following us. It was chasing us. We barely got away. We did take it out. Joy. 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 Harrison will just look at Liko. You took it out? I said we. We... just kind of surprised, you know, looking at you. And Liko will turn back to Jonathan and say, uh, this one over here likes to get credit, so uh, Harrison took out the butcher. No, it was Reed. Oh. I think you're confusing. <laughs> it's, it's Harrison would have no idea. You could have just said, yes, you took out. He had no idea. I, I was just... Steven would know you're lying, though. Uh, I was just saying Harrison doesn't like Liko right now. Well... Feelings mutual. So, what do you want to do? You can come with us, Richard. What is or the Jonathan point of life if my brother is not with me? We've already have... got one broken android, in anyways. I think we should just stick to that. I am not an android. 
Stop saying that. You are incorrect. You should you should come with us. Just being here by his body is not what he would have wanted. You should continue to find artifacts like the two of you were going to. Now you're speaking to a torso. Uh, no legs. Uh, no waist. Basically everything below the navel is gone. Uh, you, they've been dragging themselves across, kind of pulling the body of the, the sort of vertically split uh, Richard with them. So they look at you and they just say, I will stay here and rest a while. We have a ship. You can take it if you wish. That is what... Where is it? We... We have stored it by the bell. You are free to take it with you. You have uh, directions to the bell? You would know what that is. It's the satellite station that kind of surrounds the uh, the deep. It's where Arcadia and Norco, but you all would know what the bell is. Is there like a key code to get in or anything we need to know about? You got ignition codes? Yes. The security code is 55A527673. Four Q T T one seven. It is. I see the. I see Long and I both smiling because we know that Ashley and Melissa are writing it down, so we don't have to. <laughs> and I knew says, exactly what Long was thinking right there. It is called the Doppler effect, but you can call it. Whatever you want. Our mother was a meteorologist. She studied the weather. Wait, isn't the airship the Doppler effect? Yes, it is. Is it? How about the two of you go ahead and roll that little secret little thing? <laughs> no. Oh, God. Rolled it. <laughs> You always say that. <laughs> yeah. It's because I'm a I'm a showman, Melissa. <laughs> I was meant to be on Broadway. I was about to say boardwalk. I'm like, no, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> Wrong road. DJ Quiver, take it, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. Thanks for hanging out. Okay. I like that better. <laughs> I was made to be on boardwalk. <laughs> in Park Place. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Let's go find our new ship to the bell. What do you do? Get out of this labyrinth. Did Richard die? No, they're still there. They said they're going to just stay here and rest a while. Yeah, you do that. Let's uh, keep going. Right, Twiggy? Yeah. We got a ship to uh, get you. Eventually. Yeah, it looks like our fortunes are uh, going the right direction for once. You ran into one of your crew members who aged 60 years and androids who think there's humans who think they own the ship that we came in on. I don't see that our luck is improving. 
whatsoever. Well, you see, a couple hours ago, I didn't have a ship. An hour ago, I was relying on your ship, and I don't trust you one bit. Now, I have another ship. So I'd say that my fortune is definitely going the right direction, because I plan on getting off this junk heap. Or the ship they're referring to is actually our ship, and I'm not entirely sure I'm willing to let you on my ship. So... That's kind of rude, don't you think? No, so is he. Twiggy, do you think uh, this Liko here would be able to stop you from getting on her ship? No. (laughs) I don't think so either. While they're arguing about a ship, I think I'll just harvest Jonathan here. Take his like logic core that he has or something. Okay, sure. Oh you goodness! Can take, oh, don't do you can it. Take damage logic core. So Jonathan, you'd have to kill first because that's the one. Who's yeah, yeah, yeah. He requested it, so might as well. Yeah. No. So Heather, all of a sudden, we hear like, and you look over, and the head's been detached, and you can see like a a, a spike has gone into the air, and yeah, you just harvest Jesus. it for like logic core. Yeah. And Richards gains one stress when he sees an android die. So thank you for that, Helix. <laughs> You're not the only one. Uh, you are not yeah. the only one. <laughs> I think that's all of us at this point, except for Helix. You also, by the way, can take two because you did take te- that. Technically, there's two that died here. I um pretty mm-hmm. dead. Does that go? Yeah, a- I mean, eh, okay, fair enough. Chicken. Hey, okay. thanks, love. I would like to only be at 18 stress and not Sorry. at 19 stress. <laughs> All right. Well, did you make your new character? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's next? I gave uh, you an exit. And keep trucking along. Go back in. Yeah, okay. no, we're going. Uh, I, I so want to tra- get to the Doppler effect. So you travel uh, for a bit longer. Again, 10, 20 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours, continuing to go round and round in circles, finding strange, strange thing after strange thing, bypassing these weird tumorous growths on the wall, taking tunnels that don't have teeth that would shred your armor, finding tunnels that have tongues lapping out at you and and circling back and going the same way. Once or twice you come up to that same maintenance maintenance hatch again that you had already ripped open but eventually you do in fact find another exit uh but you all have been at this for hours at this point and you come to another one of these the ends of one of these tunnels where you see this metallic wall suddenly appear in front of you you see a vent not capped it's just it's normal kind of a normal slatted uh cap to it uh twiggy up front you look through and you can see a fairly cramped uh low ceiling chamber uh, there's an orange light. You can see that there's some lockers uh, in here. Uh, and it looks like there's also, like, um, up against the wall, you can see that there's, like, a discarded hatch door that's just been kind of pulled off of its hinge and just is leaning up against a wall. Uh, and it looks like there is some kind of very large maintenance shaft that seems to be going down into the floor. You don't see anyone else in here. Um, you don't hear any sounds. What would you like to do? Uh, Twiggy's going to pop in. She'll do a sweep and then head straight to the lockers. 
Okay. Uh, it's a very small room, so there's really no sweep that needs to be done. Uh, but you hop down, you look around, uh, you you don't notice any other way out other than this sort of hatch that you just dropped out of and then this large maintenance hatch that goes down. Uh, when you pop over to the lockers, you start going through them. Uh, there's six total. Uh, five of them are empty. Uh, one of them has a loaded combat shotgun. And you can see that written uh, on the uh, on the barrel, or painted on the barrel, I should say, is the phrase, the buck starts here. Okay. Twiggy, I think uh, Christmas came early for you. She just uh, got I a pistol. Guns. How many weapons do you need? I would like that shotgun, actually. You also actually, notice... Uh, she got pistol ammo, and the pistol was mine, and I'll go ahead and take that back from Twiggy. Okay. You also notice, Twiggy, that on the shelf of the locker, because then the vertical part beneath, you can see there's the combat shotgun, but at the top shelf, there is one thing up there, small, but you notice it right away. It is a tooth. And it looks identical to the one that's in your mouth and identical to the one that you picked up off of one of the uh, the bodies when you were moving around the labyrinth. Um, This is going to kind of... It, it doesn't necessarily freak her out, but she's just like... Oh, Oh no, it does. Okay. (laughs) And she's going to grab it and she's just going to pocket it. (laughs) Yeah. This is one of those things where you would get like, you know, Ben's checked. You know, the rule of check. You're just taking, taking, uh, you want me to keep that with the other one I got for you? Or do you want both? I, they're your teeth. You can have one and I'll have one, whatever. All right. Try not to focus on that. We got a shotgun. We got a ship. We're getting the fuck off this deep. So does everyone else hop into the room? Yes, for sure. And you see the cool. Minotaur like a blob just oozes out, flops down onto the ground, and you see it shifts until it gets back into that familiar kind of try almost three and a half leg body. Oh Cinder, how's it going? It has been a while. How you been? Uh, so once again, it has that kind of big old head, all those weird teeth and eyes still got that same blue kind of pseudo flesh skin. And, uh, yeah. What do you guys want to do? Uh, Liko is irritated with this sort of just taking all the weapon stuff. So Liko's going to kind of be start slamming her way through like some of these other, uh, lockers that are in here. Uh, she's getting stressed and irritated by her companions you want to take it down a notch you're uh, making twiggy twitchy so if you're you start going through the rest of the lockers yeah 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 Twiggy went through them and they were they were empty other than this but as you're going through you do notice that on you know in one of them kind of in the kind of the dark recesses the dark corners uh, you do notice that there's a, a set of brass knuckles. Uh, Liko will uh, take those, and she'll you like you just see her. Things? She's just going to sort of be just sort of like looking at Twiggy and Harrison, and just sort of like putting them on 
and just kind of like cracking her skulls and kind of taking them off and put them in her pocket. Sorry, did you uh, say something? We're going to have a problem, aren't we? You want to get this settled right now? I don't even know where the hell we are. So, no, doesn't necessarily seem like the time and White pushed me far enough yet to need it. Do you have military training? Like, what do you do? I'm here looking for artifacts, same as you. See, that's the difference, though, is we weren't looking for artifacts. We were keeping Monarch's creations from escaping. Oh, you were killing people. That's so much better. I don't think you get it, is that we're the good guys in this situation, and we're the best hope you have of getting off this thing. It seems this is the kind of place where uh, no one is particularly the good guys. Everyone's got a little mix of looking out for themselves here. Everyone's got their issues. No one's story sounds exactly right. There's shit happening left and right that none of us can make sense of. So maybe y'all think you've got some uh, halos around your heads, but uh, I don't see them. And Twiggy's just going to look at you and she's just going to nod. And it's like one of those moments where it's like Twiggy will remember this. (laughs) (laughs) The thought bubble. Yeah. And those goddamn chimes. I'm looking around the room trying to find a speaker I can shoot. Uh, There is one. You actually see if you would like to shoot at it, you go right ahead. Mark down. I'm going to shoot at it. Okay. Mark down one, uh, one ammo. But yes, you fire at it. You hit it. Kind of. You hear a little. And it kind of drops down after that. You see little bits and pieces of the speaker drop. Uh, how much ammo did I get with this other combat shotgun? Just it's just four? loaded. It's just whatever okay. it was in the whatever was in the the clip. I can't remember exactly how much the combat shotgun has. Four. Take a look at the stats. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's all there is. Okay. Uh, Twiggy, I gave you uh, some rounds with that revolver as well. Correct. When it I came first gave with it to you, six. Yeah. I had some backup ammunition, I thought, too. So why don't you hold on to that ammunition you just got, just in case I need to toss you this revolver in a hurry? That's fair. Is there another speaker in this room? Or is there just the one that got shot out? Uh, You're not sure. Uh, You look around, you don't see anything obvious now. Uh, Pico walks so, over to Helix. You know, you can uh, speak up every now and again with these two uh, just coming in thinking that they can just rule this group just because they're from here and they know stuff. And we're in a small room, and so Twiggy's... Back up every now and again. <laughs> Twiggy's look gonna over. pop up. And Leo, Leo is like, yeah, Helix. And he's just squatting in the corner. Taking 
<laughs> I was about to say, yeah, pick on Helix when Leo's the one that's not doing shit. <laughs> no, he's doing shit. He's definitely <laughs> shit. The only thing he is doing. Uh, did you want us to separate then? And then whoever gets to the Doppler first is good to go? Yeah, we can make there's it a need little for race. You don't trust us. You haven't given us a chance to be trusted. Not entirely sure we get new people that uh, come into the group and uh, want to hoard all the firearms and such as necessarily uh, acting. Are you good? Yeah, it's always a bad idea to give firearms to the military train. We know what we're doing here. Why don't you just uh, leave the guns to us? Mm. Yeah. And you came upon Liko with like 16, 17 stress. So you're not getting a friendly welcome here. No, I figured. (laughs) Twiggy's just going to roll her eyes and uh, head to that hole that's in the middle of the room. And, uh, well, we leaving. Let's do it. You look down, there's a ladder along the side, and it just descends into darkness. Harrison is always going to stay on Twiggy 6 if he can. Yeah. Okay. Twiggy's going to do that whole thing where she climbs down, and then she holds onto the sides and kind of slides down a little bit. Okay. Uh, You want to go a little bit? Yeah, not not a lot, and then she'll just start. Okay. Getting Uh, style points on the way down. Yeah, go ahead and roll a strength test as you do that. Uh, 34 over 34. Okay, right on. All right, you slide down a bit, grab again. Ladder continues to go. You go down maybe 10 feet. still very dark. Another 10 feet, another 10 feet. You realize eventually that the ladder goes down about 40 feet. And then stops. But there's no floor. There's no walkway. You just see there is like a, a 30. You can see like there's just darkness below. Oh, shit. Back However, up. as you're looking, you do notice that some of the speaker that Harrison blew up is just below you. Um, and you can see it's just sort of floating there in the middle of the shaft. There's some weird magic shit. The speaker's just fucking floating in nothing. The grav broken here? I don't, I don't know. You want me to jump? I'm not dropping down there. You want to jump over me and drop down? I do imagine that Harrison would be like 10 feet above her on the ladder. Like if she got like 40 feet down, I, I would have already started heading down myself. Yeah, that's fine. I'd have uh, I'm just following. You, you want me to climb over you and hang down? Is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, if that's what you want to try. I, I, I ain't doing that first myself. Unless, unless you think it's a good idea. I 
is this ladder like against a wall or could yeah. I like go to the opposite side of it? It's anchored to a wall. Anchored to a wall. Okay. Uh, all right. Hold on to me. Hold on. Uh, and I'll get down as close to her as I can without like knocking her off. Okay. And I'll uh, try to like loop a hand or an arm around the ladder as best I can. And I'll pull out a foldable stretcher from my bag for my kid. Okay. You've got your foldable stretcher. What do you want to do? I want to drop it and watch where like the gravity might like switch. Okay. So it drops and initially it drops about 20 or 30 feet down right on the edge of where the light from Twiggy's flashlight is or whatever it is. It just suddenly stops, and it's just this zero G kind of takes over, and it just kind of swirls around a bit, and then slowly starts to descend out of the darkness, like down to that's, the darkness. That's when you hear Twiggy go, oh, hell yeah, and she drops. Twiggy, okay. wait. So Twiggy, Twiggy, us off, 30 mm-hmm. feet down, and all of a sudden you feel that zero G kind of take over. And you kind of start to slowly descend 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet. And you guys just see her flashlight get dimmer and dimmer. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell. And I jump. I don't want to lose sight of her. Like, I never want to be in a different room than her or, like, not have visual contact. Okay. Uh, so... The two of you are, are floating down and down and down. Harrison, you're a little bit behind. Helix, Liko, what are you two doing? Liko is bringing up the rear and looking up to see how the Minotaur is like making this like ladder climb down. <laughs> like what? Not too difficult. No, not having trouble at all. Like the ability to contort oneself into whatever shape seems to be pretty useful. Uh, they are quite big and bulky, so they kind of stretch them out themselves out into a fairly long form and begin to to climb down. Helix, what are you doing? Again, you have one foot, but kind of hop down a ladder. I think. With yeah, one foot. I'll, I'll hop in after them after they go. Okay, you all start falling, uh, and that's the end of the campaign. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> uh, no, you all start falling down, and as you're falling, ten feet, twenty feet, thirty feet, forty feet, fifty feet. At a certain point. Twiggy, as your light's going around, you see like this huge chunk of graffiti just suddenly appear on the side of the shaft. And it's got this like serial killer magazine cutout feel, but it's huge. Like it's this massive, massive phrase. And it says, by the dip. And then there's an arrow pointing down. And then you guys continue to descend. At a certain point, you all suddenly kind of, I guess, kind of come to what looks like a this kind of spinny point, and you just feel yourselves kind of come to a stop. But you see, like, there's this this ladder on the side, this kind of orange, rusty ladder, and it lets you kind of kind of climb the rest of the way down. And it's another you know, forty feet or so. You guys have been traveling hundreds and hundreds of feet. You've likely shifted between floors, you would think, at this point. 
What do you, you mean find, by spinny point? It's like you kind of just start spinning. You realize, like Harrison, you would put it together as kind of like a like where where the gravity is kind of shifting. Like there's these mm. points where you like just we're going through stop. the center of the deep, and now it's like no, it's just or? like it's like in the middle of the shaft for a ways in the shaft. It's zero g, but then at the very top and at the very bottom of the shaft for like thirty or forty feet, it's normal gravity. And so at those transition points, it seems things just kind of spin in place until you. Like a gentle, gentle whirlpool of like the meeting of different currents in like the ocean or something. Uh, But eventually, to you land, uh, it is you realize as you kind of come down to the ground that like the gravity here, it's not like as you're kind of using this rusted ladder to kind of pull yourself down. You realize as you as you're moving, like you're very, very light, and it's as if like despite this ladder, zero g kind of continues to sort of plunge down and, and then eventually you you kind of land at the ground you hear your feet echo on what is some kind of like steel grating you see that there is black and yellow warning tape kind of all over the place in this red emergency lighting you can see there's a handful of what looks like vac suit lockers on the wall you can see there's bullet holes all over the place and uh, shortly thereafter you can see Harrison kind of Using the using the rungs to kind of control the fall a little bit, eventually he comes down. But even here, you can feel yourselves kind of weightless. Like like even here, the gravity itself is is sort of keeping you all fairly weightless. Um, yeah. So you see bullet holes. You see these lockers. Uh, you see the opening that goes back up. And then looking around, uh, you also notice that there's a couple different what looks like ways out. You can tell that there are four different um, four different exits. Uh, that kind of one of them appears to be like a like a proper. Uh, well, a couple of them actually looks like like proper, you know, kind of doors, airlock doors, and stuff that kind of go off into different directions. Uh, I gotta double check. Wait, make sure that they're airlock doors or not. I don't remember. Sorry, there's like a little. Twinkie, I didn't do well during the zero G part of training. This is not my bag. Yeah, they're airlock doors. That was fun. And then shortly thereafter, Helix, Liko, and the Minotaur come down as well. Jesus, we can't get rid of that thing, can we? It's dark. There's red emergency lighting that's flickering going on and off. Mm -hmm. That gives you like the contours of the of all these different lockers. You can see bullet holes and residue of something on the wall. You can see uh, what looks like three different airlock doors going out in different directions uh, from within here. All right. And Twiggy's got her gun out again. The site was pretty hot, so we better be careful, but fan out, see if there's anybody still alive. Yeah, Twiggy, uh, airlocks better be safe. Uh, put on helmets so we got some airflow just just in case. Yeah. Now I'll uh, seal up my exosuit. Okay. Yeah, Twiggy um, is the same. Yeah, sure. There's definitely there, there's 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 atmosphere. It's just the gravity is not not there. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to open a door and find out there's no atmosphere. Uh, Liko wants to uh, check the lockers. Okay. <laughs> She's looking for that combat shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be some balance here. <laughs> yeah, you go in. And you start looking through the lockers, but all you find are what looks like pinups. 
like uh, very mm-hmm. crude, very sexualized pinups of, uh, mm-hmm. of various women on the insides here and there. They all seem to be cut out of magazines. Glossy, but old. And she's irritated, so she's kind of repeating the same thing up here, where she's just like opening locker doors and slamming them closed. And just getting frustrated that she's not finding anything. Um, with the bullet holes, does it seem to, not that it necessarily matters, but it does, does it seem like shotguns or like automatic weapons or um, just like random stray bullet holes here and there? Uh, like yeah, so like a major firefight here. Or? Do you have, um, do you have any firearm skill or anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not sure exactly the caliber of the weaponry, but you do see that you know, there's several bullet holes. Uh, it does look like uh, at least a dozen or more. Um, there also is what looks like this splatter stain. Uh, and it's kind of hard to tell with the, with the light being red in here. You're not sure if that's blood or if it's some other substance. It's hard to tell. Uh, I do have Leo, a flashlight. Can I try to get a yeah, closer get the, and see get that it, light? Yeah. If you get that light and Leo's there behind you, he'll you know you'll take a look and you realize it's not actual blood, but it looks to be pseudo milk. Mm. Okay. I would be fanning out and helping Twiggy look, but I'd never be more than like ten feet from her. Okay, it's a very small room. Uh, it's uh, it's very <laughs> just the thing in the bottom right of social media. Uh, that's good. Um, the uh, yeah, there's it's a very small room, so there's like there's nothing else too much in here that's that's too uh, that kind of catches your eye. Uh, but you do see that the way back up would be this kind of long climb up that ladder, and you'd kind of have to push yourself up. And kind of start spinning upwards once more, um, but yeah, there's just those three airlock doors that that leave. Are the doors marked at all? Uh, high or low? Let's go nice. high. Okay. Uh, yeah, you do see that. Uh, just for the sake of our, let's get all like let's presume we're looking at like a, a map. Um, can bring you over but i don't want to just yet I want you to kind of explore a little bit before i show you uh but we'll say the, the the north side of the room we'll call it uh there does seem to you can see that the stencil has been worn out and there's like stains over top of it but it does look to say meeting room another one to the east says break room and then there's nothing to the south like that that door is not uh, is not labeled <laughs> it looks like what happens when you don't take your hair out of the show. Uh, we're doing great, nonchalant skeleton. How are you doing? Nonchalant skeleton. That's good. Uh, so what do you want to do with that, Helix? You guys been feeling curious? Or would you rather go through a door? We know what's behind it. You got a lot of faith if you actually think we know what's behind that door mm-hmm. let's go with door number one which is meeting room. says it's a good meeting room okay you push the door open and you see it's again it's not a very large room uh but when you push it open you can see that all around uh there uh there looks to be like this like floating in the zero g Okay, you can see what are glass splinters from 
what you think are, are computer monitors that have been broken. You can see the residue of them are here and there. Some of them are, are kind of floating against the wall. Others seem to be anchored to desks. Um, you can see that there are what looks like locking seats in this mag table as well. Um, and you also notice that above that mag table, there appears to be a corpse floating and its face is smashed. We go over to the corpse, take a peek. So you see like what gear it's wearing? Yeah, you push off. It has a a set of coveralls on. Uh, You can see it has the uh, it has the uh, the logo of the station. Um, nothing about it, like really, kind of gives out a name. Just says Cloud Bank. Uh, and but when you get very close, Lego, you can realize it's it's very clearly an android. It looks like one of the security androids you all fought uh, when you were when you first got on the station. It's kind of got that kind of uncanny, not even uncanny valley. It just doesn't look like it has like nose or eyes properly. Um, but you can tell, like, its face has been caved in. Um, yeah, this looks like another one of those security androids. Kind of doing what you do, but they're androids doing it. It's the same uh, coveralls, right? Yeah, it's got the it's just the the coveralls for Cloud Bank security. It's just like yeah. working. Yep. Uh, can I, I check don't really pockets like or you anything? comparing us to these security androids. You don't really seem to like pretty much anything I do. So sounds like I should just keep doing troubleshooters what I do you contain like the situation. This certainly feels like a well-contained situation that we uh, find ourselves in, doesn't it? Now, Liko, you're you're, a big sigh. you're floating up close next to it. There is yeah. a fairly large, like you can tell in one of its pockets, there's like a, yeah. a bulge of some kind. Yeah, I definitely wanted to check pockets and whatnot. Uh, you pull out a med scanner. Uh, you start, you open it up. You can see it's 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 on. Uh, you kind of, the screen kind of comes on after it had gone off, you know, kind of automated off battery save or something. And you start seeing like there's this, this scan history deceased blunt trauma deceased deceased that's it uh and so this is similar to the thing that harrison was like scanning me with earlier no this is a this is a med scanner harrison's using something something different it's a different scanner okay Mm mm-hmm this is something like leo would use like if leo sees it he would be able to identify it like Yeah. yeah very common is there anything that indicates what floor we're on? Because I feel like that's Twiggy's biggest concern. Uh, no, it doesn't. There's nothing here to su- suggest okay. it. No, not in here. Liko doesn't know how to work direction. this thing, but she just wants to face it towards her and just sort of do a scan and just see what. You look at it and it shows your basic temperature, heart rate, that kind of stuff. You're a little elevated. Mm-hmm. Blood pressure's a little high. A little touch high, yeah. <laughs> Lay off the salty foods. So they go, we'll just sort of look look at that and just be like, 
Mm. And we'll go over to Leo. I think he might uh, like having this. Grabs it, no problem. Uh, Twiggy and Harrison, you've been in the room. Helix, what are you doing? Uh, seeing if this is sort of dead end or is another way out. Uh, you do see that there is another door, another one of these airlock doors. Uh, like we'll call it again, call it, say, the east. So like when you come into this room off to the right, it's again, it's a small meeting room. It's not that big. It's like 25, 30 feet across. Uh, and you can see off to the right as you first come in, there is an air, there's another set of airlock doors that go off some somewhere. And I'll see if they open up at all. So you get over and this one, they're, they're a little bulkier. Uh, you can tell, but as you, as they open up for you, uh, again, very, very dark. Uh, there are no lights whatsoever since you've been down other than those red emergency lights when you first dropped down. Uh, and you look out and you can see that there is a, f- a very long corridor to the point where you can't see the end of it. All you can do is get the first 10 feet or so from just the ambient light from from like Twiggy or Liko's flashlight that just so happens to be flashing around the dark meeting room you're in. Uh, but you do hear the sounds of machinery. I'll crack a chem light to offer more light. Okay. And sort of just wave everyone in this direction. If there's nothing here, we should move on. You hold it up and you can see that now that you're holding the chem light out, the light kind of pushes even further down and you still can't see to the other side. This is an extraordinarily long corridor. But you do see that on the sides, the looks like the machinery that might be making or at least making the noise closest to you, you can tell that there's more movement in the distance as the chem light continues to kind of like bounce off of some of this metallic reflective surfaces. But you can see these, these hydraulic arms are pumping along the sides of the walls slowly and heavily. Um, but to really, so it just looks like hydraulic pumps as far as you can see. And then eventually you can't see anymore. If a helix called out to us, um, Twiggy and would have started heading over towards him. I'm on her six. Okay. Uh, so what do you want to do? Uh, y'all realize we better be very careful. We're probably on floor three, the fucking factory. Yeah. Yeah. We're going the wrong fucking direction. What do you know about floor three? Gotta keep moving. Everybody knows floor three is the factory. This is where she produces her androids. Well, we are here to explore, so it does appear that we are exploring, so... You keep saying that. You keep saying that. We, and I point to Twiggy and I, are not here to explore. I can still say we, because the three of us are here to explore. So you can choose to include yourself in the we or not, but I'm still going to say we. 
Okay, I get there's tension, but this, I don't have time for that shit right now. So now's the time where we're going to get tactical and we're going to be fucking quiet and we're going to make sure we don't run into any more androids and we're going to get out of here alive. Cool? Then you just see, see Liko just sort of like, you know, zip her mouth. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now let's. And I've still got my helmet on too, so I imagine there's like a filter on the voice. <laughs> it does. It is. Yeah. yeah, you do sound weird coming out. Of, like your voice sounds very weird and robot-y. Twiggy's uh, right. We move, we live, we stay put, we die. Thought she just told everybody to shut the hell up. Why are you not shutting the hell up? I pissed the whipper. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what do you guys want to do? Uh. I mean, do we want to check that other room or, or the unlabeled door? Or do we want to head out, keep heading out towards the machinery? I'm fine with just going down the corridor. All right. Okay. You leading or am I leading Helix? I am missing a foot. Would you like me to lead? <laughs> Probably not. Helix is getting some attitude now. Yeah. So yeah, so All right. heading okay. forward. Twiggy, the Twiggy. show what we're made of. <laughs> I'd rather push not. In. You push in and it's just more of these hydraulic arms after another and another five minutes. Like it's it's an enormous room. And you take a you know, you're looking at these as you're past. They're still functioning, they're still moving, and they look to be in phenomenal condition. Like you don't see any issues. Looks like maintenance has been well kept up with. As you get about halfway through to the corridor, Twiggy, you notice that there is movement up ahead. And it's not just the hydraulic arms. You see two figures moving about in the, in like, you can just see the contours of their shadows and things like that. And you can see they move here and there like they are behind what looks like one giant pump and they move over they're behind a pipe you can't tell if they're hiding from you but you can't make them out in the back Liko Helix you hear this tinkling rattle coming off from the sides in between the pumping of the of these arms and when Twiggy notices the things like moving around in front of her, that's when she like holds up an arm. Harrison probably stops, comes up behind her, puts an arm on her shoulder as he's also looking around her. And she's going to try and take some tactical cover if okay. there's anything nearby that we can. There's these pumps you can hide behind, sure, on the walls. You can kind of slide in between them. Yeah, and then observe and see if, it try, if these shadows try and come closer to us. Okay, what does everyone else do? I'll look into the tinkling noise, see what's causing it. Same. Okay. Uh, how are you doing? Are you just going to look around? It's from the sides of the, the corridor. You just kind of slide over and kind of yeah, look I'll around. Yeah, I'll slide over and take a look in. Okay. You see coming out, like, or like disappearing into the shadows, what looks to be just like some kind of long, small chain that's just sliding across the ground in the darkness, like 
tink, 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 as it's like going over top of what looks like the grating. It's just rusted, thin chain, and it kind of disappears behind one of the pumps, and you can hear it kind of traveling deeper into the room. I'll bring up that there's something over there I might want to avoid. Twiggy nods and like holds her finger in front of her mouth, like where her mouth would be and like in a shush and points up ahead where she saw more of them or like shadows moving. And she's going to try and lead us further, like in a wider berth away from them. Okay, it's it's a corridor, so there's not too much of a wide berth you can do, uh, as the the walls are bulked up with these hydraulic pumps. But you do your best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, your best is not particularly good enough in this situation. As you get about ten steps further inward, and you see suddenly standing up from behind what looks like those industrial pipes, you see a security android. No face, it's just this mannequin-like face. No functioning eyes, no functioning mouth. It's got what looks like this horrifically blood-covered, viscera-covered coveralls that it's wearing. You see, in its hand, it has what looks like some kind of SMG. And you see, you hear like the suddenly thun-thun-thun-thun-thun-thun. And you see from off to your left behind one of the pumps... There's another one of these that is just doing like the T, like the Terminator run thum, 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 as it's running towards you. What would you like to do? Everyone, whereas we are now getting into a combat situation. You tell me what you want to do. One of them looks like it's about to shoot Twiggy. The other one is the other one is charging into the group. And then there's that still that sound that you hear getting further away, though. Nothing shooting Twiggy without me shooting it first. Okay. Yeah, Twiggy's going to shoot at the one that's going to shoot at her. Okay. So the two of you are going to shoot. Are you shooting the same? Uh, uh, I think so, the yeah. one, If Twiggy's in danger, I'm shooting at the one shooting at her. Okay. So the two of you are going to are gonna shoot at... You're shooting at the same one? I mean, she's in danger from a lot. So like, are you shooting yeah. at the one that she's shooting right, at? Right, right. The one that's like, charging in? I, I imagine that Liko has some brass knuckles or something like that that she can handle the one charging at her. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did, they're not yeah, charging at yeah. Rico. <laughs> Who's it charging? Just the group. The group hasn't decided who it's attacking. The gun yet. first, shooting the guy with the gun. Okay, uh, Helix and Liko, what are you doing? Liko is getting out her vibrachetti for whatever comes into range of her vibrachetti. Okay, so you're going to attack something that comes in the range of your vibrachetti. Yes. Okay, yep. so if that one that's running gets close enough to you. You'll yep. go ahead and you'll swing at it. Perfect. Helix, what do you want to do? I will help Liko in attacking anything that seems hostile. Okay. All right. We'll start with Harrison and Twiggy. Go ahead and roll your ranged attacks. As the one is standing up, you can see their torso up and above. It's very rigid as it's holding its, its SMG directly at you. Uh, our exosuits give us 10 to combat, is that right? Yeah. It should be built into your sheet. You should see it right to the right of where it says combat on your stat. It yeah, should yeah, be like yeah. a grayed mm-hmm. out 10. And that combines with our skills already, right? 
it should it should if you're rolling through if you're rolling through this it should work uh if you're rolling with your your right. norse foundry dice which i'm wearing the shirt today i am uh, using my norse foundry dice just add the two numbers together and that's what okay. you're trying to beat add the three numbers together skill oh, armor and combat yeah. yes mm-hmm. sorry right, to I make it complicated that's fine. I rolled a 35 as well, so I mm. passed. Twinsies. Twinsies. Okay. Both of you go ahead and roll your the damage. same last name and everything. What are the odds? And what weapons are uh, you using? I have I'm using the revolver. Okay. Combat so just, shotgun. Are you using the one that you just got? The buck starts here? Or the buck, yeah, the buck starts here? No, she's using her um, original shotgun first. Okay. Uh, so this is 2d10. Uh, I am doing 7 damage. Okay. I am also doing 7 damage. Okay. Uh, the two of you unload on this thing, and it just doesn't even flinch. You see little chunks of, like, little tiny bits of its, uh, of its coveralls where all of that blood and viscera is from... You would imagine it's it's red stain and brown stain. You see uh-huh. tiny a tiny little bit or two of like pseudo fish pseudo flesh uh, like pseudo milk kind of explode from it, but it it seems relatively undeterred. Um, um, it says my damage is one wound. Okay, that's different. So one wound uh, on the shotgun. Uh, so what that that is is like it's not a number. It's just you're taking down one of its wounds or hits on the, on the okay. NPC side of things. Uh, so that your shot actually causes a very large crater in its chest, and you see an eruption of this pseudo milk comes out. Uh, however, Harrison, you get a couple shots in too, but yours does not explode with such great force. Uh, but the seven I'm used points to this. of damage that Twiggy shouldn't shouldn't. It's just a wound. You don't. Got it. You okay. wouldn't roll the damage on top of it as well. Got it. Nice. Uh, okay. Twinkie's badass. Uh, I'm good. It will nonetheless fire back, uh, and it is going to fire at Harrison. Oh, bro. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. All right. You're gonna so kill so- my other character. Uh, well, the 27, I'm gonna hit. So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so it's going to be 2d10 worth of damage. Oh, you lucky bastard. It's a one on the first. That's an eight on the second. Nine points of damage. All right. So I have 10 armor points. And okay. this is my first time wearing armor. So does it, is it like temp HP or does it work every time? Uh, no, the, the armor will wear. Uh, so you basically have one point of armor left, but you don't take any actual damage. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Uh, then the other one comes charging in, and you can see that it's going to just lower its shoulder, and like a bull coming, you know, coming out of nowhere, just is going to lower its shoulder right into Twiggy and send her flying into one of the hydraulic arms. Uh, so I'm just going to make this. Okay. Uh, 35, that'll hit. Hey, so many 35s. I rolled a 35 too. Look at that. Wow. We're triplets. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. All right. This is going to take 
You're going to take 14 points of damage. As this thing lowers its its heavy mass right into you, you go flying and slamming into one of the pumps, probably crushes down a little bit on your arm. The whole process is just kind of rallying you. You still have your gun and everything, but it's it's right there. Okay, Uh, so you see uh, my exosuit gets just dented, like wrecked. Uh, and I do take, uh, so my exosuit's messed up, all 10 points gone, and I take four points from my health. Yeah. So you're, okay, let me, let me just read this right. It's a, it's your armor can protect you against hits that deal damage lower than this value. It's a flat reduction. If you take damage that exceeds this value, your armor is destroyed and you take any remaining damage as a reduction of health. So yours, your armor is basically ripped up your arm like yeah. the, the part that's covering your arm just gets caught up in the in, in the in the pump the you manage to wrench it free but you can see the 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 armor paneling is just is just completely uh bent and twisted you look down at your body and if not for that armor you're afraid of what might have happened to your bones as it landed yeah. into you oh. um okay so then, uh, Liko and Helix, you were kind of saying, if one of them got close, you're going to attack something. It is now mm-hmm. close enough as it just smashed into Twiggy. So, Liko, if you want to step up and swing at it with your Vibrachetti guard ahead. Okay. See, I don't want to roll 35 because that would be a fail for me because I only have a 32 in combat. Uh, <laughs> rolled an 89. Okay. So you go up and you go to swing, and it kind of retreats back as as after it slams Twiggy into the pump a little bit jerkily and you you were probably expecting more of a graceful movement but these are much more blocky and industrial uh and so as you swing down you just kind of graze it on the side uh Helix what are you doing I'm also taking my shot at it okay go right ahead uh, I have a sharpened butter knife that uh that does <laughs> double damage I think <laughs> what uh, that's what he 39 does. is actually fail because I need below oh 13, which is impossible. God. Uh, yeah, I was actually just going to say I was going to give you, uh, what's it called, uh, advantage on this because it's busy with Twiggy and Liko. So if you want to roll again to see if you get 13 or under, go right ahead. All right, I'll try it is, it is now getting surrounded by three of by three different people. Oh, I got double zeros. What is that again? Is that a one or is that a hundred? It's a hundred. Oh, my God. That's how we play it. Uh, yeah. We yeah. don't do the zero to ninety-nine. Everyone out there, we don't do zero to ninety-nine. We do one to one hundred, and so that that's that's gonna be. Well, I got a hundred. Is it a hundred? See, now I'm second guessing myself. This is what happens. <laughs> yeah, I freaking hate the one hundred sometimes. Drives me nuts. Triple no, zero think, is always supposed to be a hundred. Yeah, that's what we do. We we do okay. it as one hundred. Yeah. We're consistent at least, even if we're wrong. Uh, okay, um, so. Now you have one up in your business that has smashed Twiggy essentially against one of these pumps. Harrison, you're not uh, you're not kind of obstructed, uh, but the other one is firing its its you know, machine gun in direction of the group. Uh, the three of Twiggy, Helix, and Lika are kind of surrounding one of them. The one that's firing this the submachine gun looks to just kind of be turning its gun like it's getting ready. It's just it's gonna fire. It's just gonna unload. It doesn't really care who's there. But it is bleeding profusely out of its chest wound. Like it like it took significant damage. What would you like to do? All of you. Uh, protecting Twiggy, the one that tackled her, uh, is my new target. Okay, so you're gonna turn and fire. Okay. Yeah. Alright, the rest of you? Uh, yeah, Twiggy's gonna, uh, 
I'm kind of worried about shooting at this one that's right here. Just, but uh, she's she's gonna do it. I mean, you have a shotgun, so yeah, yeah. Probably not a bad idea. Okay. Helix, Nico, Nico. try again. And okay. Twiggy's gonna, cause Monarch's here, right? Monarch? No. Yeah. Monarch's everywhere. Minotaur. Oh, I mean Minotaur. Sorry. Yeah, behind us. She's gonna like toss her head back. You're just gonna let it. Let the. Can't you stop these guys? Okay. And then, and then she's gonna shoot. Okay. You have two advantage. Thank you, Farkadev. Oh, thanks, Farkadev. Wait a second. Now you're helping them. That's not. Right. <laughs> That's he put right. us in danger and then he's like alright let's that is true that's happens. why there's more than one thing happening right now because Farkadev yeah. uh, such side. a toxic and, relationship uh, I hit I got a three okay you got a three uh, mm-hmm. alright so you do a one wound as you Yay. you turn around with your like your now mangled arm uh, the mm-hmm. armor on it you still got your shotgun in hand and you just pull the trigger explodes you see this eruption of pseudomel covers Liko, covers yourself covers helix all of you kind of get coded into it uh what else who's next uh did she destroy the one that was uh tackling her no okay i i'm shooting at that okay uh and i'm missing Okay, so you start, there's just a lot of people around now at this point, and you're trying to get a shot, you're trying not to hit her, and you fire, and it just kind of clips off the shoulder and does, it's just kind of a graze, basically. Uh, Liko and Helix. I'd like to try and grapple one of these androids into, like, the pistons, try to get them jammed in it. You want to push one into the pistons? Okay. Yeah. Good uh, thinking. I like it. Uh, go ahead, and we'll say roll. Do you have strength or anything that would help with strength? Any skills that might apply here? Mm, no combat skills, but I can just do a straight strength. Okay, if you want to do straight strength, do that. Uh, I mean, if and again, if you wanted to call out and be like, Liko, help, or something like that, you know, you can get advantage from the two of you doing it together or something like that. As well. Yeah, I, I have decent strength, and I was actually thinking the same thing, so I would definitely help. Okay. I, I can help instead if you have a better strength. I have 28. I have 41. Okay. So Helix, Liko, you see it stumbles for a second as the explosion from the shotgun that Twiggy fired on it. And the two of you just kind of look at each other and you you both charge in looking to do the same thing. Uh, Liko, you have the better number. So why don't you go ahead and roll uh, your strength at advantage? At advantage. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to do better than that, but I'm going to try it anyway. Yeah. 13 under 41. 1341. Uh, you push it right into one of these pumps. Nice. Smash, smash, smash. Uh, roll 2d10. Two, two It'll take 2d10's worth of damage, which I think is still better than your Vibrachetti, okay. right? Uh, that is a 7. Uh, my Vibrachetti is 3d10. Uh, 3d10? All right. Roll 4d10. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So I'll need help with the math. So that's a 7 and an 8. 15. And a 3 and a 2. Okay. That's 20. 20. So you just did 20 points of damage to it. Um, Ashley, you hit it, right? Yeah, I give it a wound. Okay, so this thing I'm gonna say is gonna get it's it's gonna get caught up in the pump, uh, and it is, and you can see that the, everywhere from the shoulder down to its arm is just getting <laughs> as the coating of the pump is coming down and smashing on it, hammering it together. It is not actually dead. 
Uh, but I'm going to say it's not going to be able to take its turn. It's going to have to use its turn to kind of wrench itself free. So it's not going to get an attack off this turn, but it will spend its action to wrench itself free. Uh, and Reed, you attacked and you missed. Okay, so then Good the other one with the other one with a gun now has some targets to choose from. We'll see who it's going to be. It is going to be Twiggy. Uh, Twiggy. This thing's going to fire at you. What do I need? A 60? Good night, sweet princess. We hardly knew thee. <laughs> uh, it's a 19. Uh, two more. So 2d10 worth of damage. First d10. Ooh, that's a 10. That's another 10. That's 20 points of damage, Ashley. Okay. Uh, oh. So that's... A lot. One wound at least. Okay. At least I didn't have too much time to get. It's <laughs> etched. Uh, I, I mean, it would make sense right. that it shoots at you. You did do uh, a shitload yeah. of damage to it. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you took a wound. All right, go ahead yeah, and I roll. Yeah, I took one wound and I have uh, nine health left. Okay, you need to roll on the gunshot wounds table to see oh. if it killed you. This is the thing where you got shot in the head. Remember that? Yeah. Oh. Don't roll the same thing you rolled last no, time. Don't. Here we go. Here we go. I'm not looking. <gasps> no, you. No. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> you did it. I didn't roll it. <sighs> okay. Uh, I'll tell Someone you what. Check that table. I think Jeff just switched <laughs> them all to headshots. I did. I did just do that. Uh, okay. Headshot yeah. is a nine. Uh, so I'll tell you what. Twice. If you want to use the 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 bits that Farkadev just gave to do an advantage roll on your wounds table, I will let you do that. Which means you'll take you'll roll again and take the better. Obviously, you would need to roll anything better than a headshot. A nine. You've done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm spending it. Oh, oh my, my gosh! gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's rigged. <laughs> so let me double check. I I'm swear he went through and he changed. I'm just going to double check. I'm going to roll it myself. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. I So I'm just cursed. Yes. <laughs> got it. Understood. Oh, I just got shot oh in the head gosh. three <laughs> times. So, yeah. so as the second one gets pushed oh. into the pump, Harrison, you took a shot and you missed. This thing lowers. This thing like just turns ever so slightly. It's 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 SMG and fires at Twiggy, and you see as Twiggy's head just <laughs> explodes. Their head just the the bullet wrenches through. You see the the plastic kind of the, the it's not not plastic. The the armor of her of her helmet just rupture completely, and she just teeters over. Uh, everyone, go ahead and make a stress uh, right now. I think. Oh my gosh. It's a stress as a D20. You guys D20. made D20. eye contact D20. at like her last moment of like realization that she realized she was going to die. I will take credit for this one. This wasn't Steven doing it this time. Oh this was gosh. me. But I did roll a D4 to see which one I would target. And it did come up before. And that that's you, Ashley. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, but it makes sense, though. You did stress. shoot it. I did do a lot of damage. Yeah. Or I did two wounds. You did one wound to it. And then you did one wound to the other. So mm-hmm. you did... It, Twiggy, I was writing checks that you were supposed to cash. <laughs> All right, who's going to back me up now? All right, how'd everybody do, do under stress? Of damage. Is rolling uh, under a fail? Uh, yes, roll- I just looked it up. Rolling under yeah. is a fail. Rolling okay. under, you get whatever the number is that you rolled. So Uh-oh. this is one at a time. Whoever failed, uh, yes. let me know. Yeah, so, fail with an 11. 
Okay, so that means that you're going to... All right, you're going to be paranoid. I'll put these in the public chat for you guys to see. So, um, paranoid. For the next week, whenever someone joins your group, even if they only left for a short period of time, you make a fear save or gain one stress. <laughs> Somebody uh, leaves the oh, other man. room and comes back and you get a stress. Yep. And plus we have a new character <laughs> co coming in. Liko, uh, uh, did uh, you pass? Failed. No, failed with a seven. Failed with a seven. And again, lower is a little bit better. Uh, is always better. Uh, you gain a new condition. Oh. Uh, you get sleep is difficult. You gain disadvantage on all comfort saves. So it's nightmares. You can drag oh, that and drop no. that on your character sheet. I really have a lot of stress. I really was going to need to take some comfort stuff. Harrison, how'd you do? I passed. Okay. All right. Really? That's, I rolled an 11. I have eight stress. Okay. It's funny just from the meta perspective of like, this was your buddy and you're like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trained. I'm combat trained. I, I've seen right. a lot of people die. You're the professional. Okay. <laughs> you do see after Twiggy made that, that plea towards the Minotaur and seeing the, the seeing Twiggy now drop, you see this lurching giant figure just rumbling into the middle of the combat, and it's kind of just putting itself between the the one that's firing and where you all are. So like none of you can actually fire on the one with the gun currently, because the large body of the Minotaur is has inter has interspersed itself between you and it. That is its turn. So you have one of them just pulled itself free from the pump that Helix and Liko trapped it in. And then you got the other one that is now, as far as you know, unloading into the Minotaur. What'd you like to do? Liko would look at Helix um, just to, you know, kind of kind of make a gesture just to try to push this other one back into the um, that piston again. Yeah, just sort of keep doing it until it gets crushed. So can I do that strength test at uh, advantage again to see if we can, uh, Liko and Helix can push that one back into the piston? You want to do the same thing? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Oh, that okay. uh, first one's a fail. 45 over 41. Second okay. one is a success. 19 under 41. All right. 4d10. See if you can finish this one off. I will tell you, right. you need to do 20 points of damage to be able to finish it off. Uh, off to a good start. That is a 10 and a 3. 13. And a 2 and a 3. 18 points of damage. It is still... It is caught yes. up in this pump, but it is not actually dead. But I'm going to say the same thing. It's not going to be able to attack as you keep pushing it back into this pump. Uh, Harrison, you could finish it off if you wanted. Ah, fuck, Twiggy. Uh, Twiggy, did you have two combat shotguns? She did. She yeah, just she picked did. one up. The one that uh, said the buck. The buck starts here. I'm gonna grab her combat shotgun and fire that. Okay, grab it and you fire. Uh, go ahead and roll at advantage because it's stuck. It is fair. I have killed two of Ashley's characters. The third was killed by Steven. I just want to point that out. <laughs> so I am now beating Steven. <laughs> so, so it actually introduced a, a new race. character Wait in two weeks. Next one in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Harrison's like, I don't like this one. It seems like an android. 
Yeah, uh, he looks like you're gonna tag team. All right, uh, guys, let me know when we got the next campaign. Hint taken. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a 57. I rolled a 61 and a 66. So I missed. You fire and you miss. Uh, despite, like, there's just, again, there's just too much here. Your tears are beginning to perhaps well up in Harrison's eyes or maybe just sweat. Who knows? And you fire and you only kind of clip the side of it. Uh, you hear the sounds of the SMG go off, and you see like the Minotaur doesn't even does it just just gets the shots on the other side and doesn't seem to do anything else. It's just kind of standing in there. It's almost, in fact, kind of growing in such a way as it's creating this barrier between you and and it. Um, the other one wrenches its arm free. You can see its arm is now stuck in the pump, and it just kind of pulls the arm off at the shoulder, and is now coming at you with one arm. What would you like to do? Liko, Helix, Harrison. There's still one more here. It is just like like the blood coming out of its shoulder is enormous. There's all sorts of other wounds where it's been partially crushed by these pumps. What would you like to do? It is it is very close to death. Harrison's missing all his shots, so he's going to wait to see what Liko and Helix uh, hit it with. Okay. I'm going to kick this thing. Sure. I like rolling strength instead of combat. That's fine. Uh, Helix, are you helping her or are you doing your own attack? Yeah, I'm going to help her because combat's not my thing. So what, yeah, anyway, so describe how you're helping her on one foot. <laughs> just throw your foot at it. He just sticks his leg out to trip it. Uh, is it still jammed or is it standing right now? It, 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 I used its turn to, to free to itself. Okay. So you, you man, it's managed not to attack you guys two turns in a row. Yeah, I'll pretty much just like taunt it, try to get it. Attention on me, so it gets what do you say? blinded. What do you say? Uh, even with the one foot, I'm more useful than you. So it looks up at you. It's got those shadows where eyes should be. Its mouth is just kind of carved into the skin. There's a nose for a bump, but you don't really see anything. It just sort of uh, kind of looks over at you. Its body covered in a mixture of that kind of white, bluish pseudo milk, but also the red of blood. You can see bits of Twiggy has been left on it as well. Liko, go ahead and roll that uh, strength test. Uh, 35 under 41. It, it's technically combat, but I go ahead and roll it. All right. It's only got two health left, so describe how you kill it, Liko. Uh, this uh, this is a kick, like a solid kick to the midsection. Just okay. all her weight, just boom. And the body just flies back, and this time its head gets kind of caught up in the back as it tries to pull itself forward. The collar gets caught, and as the outer shell of the pump comes down, you see it just wrench through the back side of its head. So it cuts its basically cuts the head in half, but front and back. And you just see the where the shadows of the eyes are, just this splurting of like of liquid in circuitry, and it just falls to the ground. Harrison, what would you like to do? You still hear the gunshots going off from the other side of the Minotaur, but the Minotaur, you can't, it doesn't look like it's taking any offensive actions. It just seems to like it's protecting you all. I don't trust the Minotaur. I don't trust Helix, Liko, and Leo. So I'm going to be looting Twiggy's body uh, and getting ready to hole ass. Okay. So you just bend down and you start getting everything. Uh, Sorry, Liko, Helix, no, is there anything you're doing? 
New, new round. What do you what do you, what do you all want to do? The Minotaur is kind of blocking the path, like me blocking the corridor, making it so that this thing is shooting it. But again, you don't see the Minotaur doing anything to actually physically harm it. It's just soaking the bullets for you. Yeah, if there's any way to get through the corridor, like if you can get it out of the way, you can run past. So you can, yeah, yeah you can you could probably run around. You can also yeah, I feel like Liko would mm-hmm. kind of try to. Because seeing how the Minotaur had kind of adjusted its shape before, so Liko kind of wants to run to kind of one side where the Minotaur is kind of taking it up and just sort of pound on its side, kind okay. of like assuming because I've been helping it move before, so like that sure. maybe it would understand what that means. So you start kind of tapping it, tapping it, and and it it reads exactly what you wanted to do, and it's like shifting and it's shifting and it's shifting, and you and you and Helix are running and you're moving. Harrison's hanging back, looting Twiggy. Liko, Helix, you take maybe 10 steps you kind of bypass the place where the where that 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 one with the smg was helix you hear the sound again of that that kind of clinking rattle and you remember to yourself wait leo was with us you look back towards where harrison is you still see harrison's there just kind of getting thing shotgun kind of putting it finding a place to put it where leo was standing back by the minute not there you look up ahead, and you see that there is a creature of some kind. This tall, overly slender, synthetic creature with these long, needle-like fingers that just extend outward maybe a good 15 to 20 inches. Its face seems some kind of mixture of security android, but fallen android you can see all these different chains and cords kind of hanging down from like the side of its face side of its arms and you see it has this long half machine half skin you know half skin covered arm wrapped around the waist of leo and its other hand with those long 15 inch needles are injecting four of them right into the neck and shoulder of Dr. Leo Menton. And that is where we are going to end for tonight. No. As long as I gotta catch a freaking flight. <laughs> like, Damn. He's got a pack oh. too. Oh my gosh. Ashley! Bloodthirsty. Sorry, Jeff. Ashley. <laughs> what? You guys decided to go this way, not me. <laughs> Farco's oh the gave me the bits. Rolls. I can't. Oh, I can do that. I can do that, Veronica. <laughs> Bam. Just done. Just done. So, Plus, I don't so, want to kill Leo unless Derek's actually here. So I'm going to be like, okay, so Derek, you're about to die. Uh, there we go. That's what's What happening. do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. On the on the bright side, guys, you're protected uh, by the Minotaur. Uh, yeah. There's that. Sorry, Ashley. Very sad. Happens. That Twiggy has passed. What are the odds? Twiggy oh was the good ritual twice. <sighs> it's a shame. Now it's we just shame. have to deal with Harrison. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I he know. might be running away. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Voice acting menace. I really enjoy doing the doing the broken down Android. Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan and Richard. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's get on out of here because Long's gotta, Long's gotta go get on a flight. It's gonna be a very long flight, I think, uh, as you're going 
to the island of Japan. Uh, so, what do we got going on? It was Tom- like 16, 18 hours. 16, 18 hours. Yeah, pretty crazy. much. Dude, have fun, man. Have a I lot do. of fun. Yeah, yeah, seriously, that's awesome. It's going to be yeah. great. Take tons lifetime. of pictures. Drop in the Discord. We want to see everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for you. Uh, but the rest of us will be here. Uh, we're mm-hmm. going to be playing games tomorrow. So come back here uh, tomorrow uh, early in the day, uh, 1 Central. You can catch myself, Melissa, Steven, question mark, over on <laughs> Grim and Perilous Place as we're starting up a new game. Uh, our friend Chuck is running it. Uh, it's Tales from the Loop. Uh, and then in the afternoon, uh, three three o'clock central on our channel back here, uh, we are playing Orbital Blues. We are off for a couple of weeks uh, for wondering because Lung is not going to be here, uh, so we're going to do some Orbital Blues for a couple for a couple of weeks. We've already done one session, a lot of fun. Uh, so we'll be back for yeah. that. And then on uh, on Monday, we'll be back to Deadlands uh, for Savage Worlds. Uh, Haunted West is off on Tuesday. We'll be back first week of November, right? Yes, on the first. Okay, so yeah, back November 1st. So nothing on Tuesday for us. Uh, but so come back tomorrow, come back Monday. And the rest of you all have a really nice night. We're going to go ahead and rin, uh, raid our friends over at Defenders of Kobold uh, because they are playing, I think it's DCC night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and do that. So follow the raid, say hi to them, ask Chuck about his hairy feet, and uh, we'll see you next time. So uh, <laughs> bye-bye. Bye. See you. Bye. And thank you, everyone, for the bits. It's awesome. Y'all are great. Yes, thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. Yeah, Ash is like, yeah, thank you. <laughs>